0: Welcome to the the Half-in-the-Bag Disc Golf Podcast, streaming to you as part of the Joe's Disc Golf Podcast Network. And here are your hosts, Ben, Joe, and RJ.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the the Half-in-the-Bag Disc Golf Podcast. My name is RJ, I'm in Northeast Indiana, and today I'm drinking a nice cup of tea. I hear it's supposed to help calm people, so maybe some professional disc golfers might enjoy a nice cup of tea. Uh, but the... joining me today is a phenomenal host who would never, ever question why there's a penalty for taking excessive time. No. Joe.
0: Is that the uh, James Conrad
1: blend? Um, No, <laughs> because my hair my hair doesn't seem to be growing out and Uh, into a majestic flow um but it's quite tasty it's a a nice mint tea it's nice nice mint tea yes like my
0: mobile phone provider mint mobile which this is not brought to you by mint mobile but they're actually way better than you think check them out if you're looking to save a buck (laughs) <laughs> use my offer code <laughs> yes use actually my offer I do code. have a, a friends and family code that will give me give me and you like 10 bucks off your first oh. bill or something like that nice but
1: I think it's probably a little late you. for you to get 10 bucks off your first bill
0: yeah I already prepaid a year <laughs> that's how you get their best deal that's how they get you
1: Yeah, yeah you go a darn one year contract
0: three months six Ah. months or a year year gets the best deal it comes out to 30 bucks a month if you can
1: afford it up front
0: yes (laughs) that's the catch
1: so so joe where are you coming from and what are you drinking today i am coming from
0: my in-laws and drinking heavily no uh no i I met your (laughs) in-laws
1: that's not very nice to them
0: (laughs) it was i know they're awesome we had uh, steak and martinis and James Bond. No, I'm drinking water.
1: You, you had martinis again.
0: Oh no, that was, that was from Friday.
1: Oh yes. Yes. I was going to say, you told me the story. So, so this is actually the second time that Joe and I get to see each other today. Um, apparently huh. our first wives was decided. That, yes. The first time was in person because apparently our wives decided that it had been too long since they had seen each other. True. Um, it, yeah, I can't get rid really of it. It really had been. <laughs> it had. The feeling how long is mutual.
0: Had it been since your reception. Since the reception
1: is what we decided, which is um, coming up on a year now uh, yeah. here in a few days. Yep. So, <laughs> a year today? Yeah, apparently. Give or yeah, take. A year today. Yeah. A year as of today. So, yeah, yeah apparently wow. they've seen each other.
0: Well, apparently we can do they've it again seen next each other.
1: Year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Joe, I don't know what you have going on next July twenty fourth, but uh, apparently we're getting together.
0: Well, we'll have to make it the twenty third to make sure it's still Sunday.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, um, yeah, I
0: I am coming from Northeast Indiana, Fort Fun, Indiana. Uh, drinking some water, hydrate or dihydrate, and watching some disc golf, and that's about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into the awesome disc golf that we did have to watch today, let's really quickly go through our sponsor, joesdiscgolf.com. Uh, joesdiscgolf.com is where you can get all of your news and opinions on all the latest trending topics in disc golf, or at least what he's able to write. And, uh, I should you can probably also
0: write something on the current events of disc golf. I made a video. Several.
1: <laughs> you you can also find his amazing videos, including his newest, hottest viral video uh, about one Nico LaCastro, which I'm sure that we'll talk about uh, nah, and nah. on YouTube at or er, on YouTube slash Joe's Disc Golf. Um, for it. those that are listening to this podcast, you can also find this podcast in visual format on YouTube slash Joe's Disc Golf. And for more from Joe, especially in the uh, health and wellness side of disc golf, you can visit discgolfhealthy.com, uh, where there are brand new articles and videos on different exercises that you can be to be
0: disc golf healthy. It is uh, still just a shoulder. Uh, this past week has been insane. I'm working on something for the ankle as well as the elbow wrist forearm. I say it like that because it's basically all the same, except for bicep curls
1: from, from about about here down is really just different variations of the same exercise. Yeah. You might want to be
0: careful with some of those gestures on camera there. (laughs) You're down. Not that one.
1: (laughs) Hold the bowl of soup? Yes. pull the basketball.
0: Yep. Pretty much. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Working on it. Things have been getting crazy, but I'm getting to a point where should have a lot more stuff going up. All, as they say in the biz, the show biz, evergreen content. So it's stuff that's good all the time. Because... In the 10-plus years I've been doing this professionally, they still recommend the same for basic shoulder exercises. (laughs) And same with the ankle. And, yeah. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it in terms of the exercises. Now, there is going to be more coming up eventually, but let's hit the basics first. Let's get a solid base.
1: Yep, we'll, we'll start with the foundational stuff and then work our way up. Work our um, way
0: up the pyramid, they would say. Yeah, yeah. At least yeah. some of our co-workers would say. Yes, and our
1: co-workers who specialize in performance. Yes. In fact. Um, but we're anyway, not here you're... to listen to that right now. Uh, no. Let's go ahead and get into the great weekend of disc golf that we had. Lots of news Lots of really interesting things happening. Of course, this week was the, what are we at? The third major of the year? The European Championship? The Um, second and a half?
0: Second for the men. Men, third third for for the the women. women. Yes. So. So. Yes?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Two and a half majors in the books. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, yes, we got through that. We. Mm Mm-hmm. It was held in
0: Nokia, Finland. It? Yes, the Nokia, home Finland. Of some of the most indestructible phones in the world. Now, that is a reference that has dated me big time, but the old school Nokia phones, you could essentially use them as a hammer and they would work absolutely just fine. I used to work in construction. I dropped one from a second story window onto concrete and it had to replace not the on concrete. purpose not on purpose and that phone the nokia still still worked <laughs> i think the, the concrete, concrete however actually, had to be replaced <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is the joke that is the joke. yes so, um
0: but, so
1: anyway yeah let's let's go through some results we said it was the second major for the men so they're trailing a little bit behind this year, so let's go ahead and start with them. Uh Joe, right. where do you want to start? Top down, bottom up. Let's go with the
0: bottom up. Oh god, there are a lot of people here. <laughs> well, because they don't have everybody, you know. Right. You don't see right. everyone on coverage, so it's it's kind of hard. Adam Hams took thirty fifth. He was tied. I'm just looking through here. Luke Humphreys took a tie for 20th. There were seven people. Wow. A handful of ties. Simon Lazat was 16th.
1: Hey, he Uh, was one of my uh, Skip Ace picks.
0: Yeah, everybody beat me at Skip Ace this week. Because I did not get my lineup set.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they even gave you the extra four or five hours to do it I too. And uh yeah, you know, it just didn't quite didn't quite work. But Ezra
0: oh eight well. hold and Ricky Waisaki ended up tying for twelfth. Yeah. So you know I, I know he's Ricky not happy. was one of my Calvin yeah. Heimberg is tied for
1: eighth. And
0: now we get into the very fun top four. Uh, taking fourth I've, was. Huh?
1: I, th- I thought we were going to do top five. Top
0: five. Chandler Kramer. Fifth. Woohoo! I don't know much
1: about him. Um, he was very much a surprise of the weekend, I guess, is a good way of putting it. Yeah. Was it
0: Stat Mando that said he had a better chance? He had a higher chance of missing cash than making lead card.
1: Yes, that is, that is in fact what it said. I remember seeing that tweet from... I don't remember whether that was Statmando, but I, I, think I think that's where the stat originated from.
0: Yeah, it was somebody who used Stat Mando's website, I think. GA I can't Stats, remember. I
1: think, is the one who tweeted it. And yeah,
0: which was crazy. Stat-
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So good so then, for him. Nicholas yes. Antila, he ended up... Edging out Chandler Kramer by a stroke. He was 24 down. He's from Finland, so that was nice for him. Yep. Nice, close, relatively speaking, tournament. Yep. And then the USA dominates because we also won the President's Cup. That uh, Not a lot of people watched, apparently, because I got three emails saying, Hey, don't forget you could pay us extra money for it. Because <laughs> there's the first one like a week out, going hey, you know, by the way. Then the one the day before, which I was like, all right. And then the one the day of, like, hey, by the way, you can still get this and watch it. <laughs> like, ooh, desperate, maybe, I don't know. Any anyway, would uh, you, Kevin Jones, sneaks yes. into third place. This is
1: first, second podium, second. Yeah, he hasn't been on a ton of them this year. Um, No. It it is good to see him up there though. Yes, it is.
0: But then in a like, and that is a very distant third place. He was sixteen strokes behind Paul Macbeth, who was second. Yes. Yep. And him and Eagle McMahon battled back and forth for this last round. Oh. always well, it was all weekend but it really got exciting here those mm-hmm. two set all sorts of records mm-hmm. and i think well at, at one point eagle technically set a record because he finished out his round like he had the longer putt so he was out <laughs> and yeah. he makes it and then paul Macbeth then technically beats that record because he was putting out next It was crazy. Mm. It was so fun to watch. If Uh, you watch the highlights from the final round that the DGPT put out on YouTube, it is exclusively Paul and Eagle. And I think there's one shot from Kevin Jones that was like really good, but (laughs) it's like a 12 minute video and it's basically their round.
1: Yeah, I mean, they went, let's see here if I can, can do some quick math here. So Eagle went six down to start the round. Paul went seven down to start the round. Yeah. Um, It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They both took bogeys on 15.
0: Yeah. But other
1: than that. uh, Yeah. He messed up
0: 17.
1: But yeah. And that's arguably what cost him because he loses by one. Yep, And they finish 18 with the same. So
0: that's the difference maker right there. Yep, And Eagle had to make probably 18, maybe 20 footer to make it wide open, but still not. It wasn't a tap and it wasn't a gimme.
1: Well, e- speaking of Eagles putting, yep. did you see what his circle one percentage was for this final round? For the final round, was it? Was it 100? It is. It was. It was 100%, um, 61% birdie rate. He did not hit a circle two putt. I'm nope. going to guess that has more to do with the fact that he was in regulation on circle one 61% of the time.
0: Yeah, he only had one, two, three, five circle two attempts. Yeah. And, and
1: circle two guess- attempts is one of the most gimmicky stats in disc golf. Yes, just because sometimes you can have a circle two attempt that's an actual attempt. Sometimes your sur- circle two attempt is I'm trying not to go off the hill that's two feet yeah. beyond the basket or, or I'm trying I'm to... in this
0: pine tree, yeah, trying to just get to circle one. <laughs> like circle two is an interesting stat, but I wouldn't say the way it's used now that it's a useful stat.
1: Yeah, I find it much more useful for greens and regulation. Yes. than for putting percentage.
0: Yes. Um, now if they at had
1: in my own game, I that's how I feel.
0: Now, because I know it's possible and you know it's possible because you use U-disc mm-hmm. to mark the distance to the pin. That would be more useful. If there was a way and I I get right now we're still growing. We're still struggling to find volunteers. Who can knowledgeably use U Disk. Yes. <laughs> but if we could get to a point where it's like, all right, you attempted circle two, you know, you had two attempts from forty to forty five feet. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, yeah. you had three attempts at sixty-five feet, where yeah, it's circle two. Eh, yeah. Eh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and again, I would like to see more of a breakdown between Okay, yes, this was a genuine attempt at the basket. Yep. And this was throwing it around a tree, uh, you know, underneath a branch and just trying to get it to a makeable circle one putt. Or,
0: you know, those, um, and it's not quite as common as in the pros as it is probably with how I play and how a lot of people play amateurs, Mm -hmm. but those Mm -hmm. half run layups where you're like, I could make it, but if I miss, it's still a tap in. Yes. That nose up kind of slow hyzer. That's just going to die.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'd love to see a differentiation in that, but oh, well, that's whatever. That's uh, we're not there yet. That's a long ways coming. (laughs) It's not like
0: golf that has, a defined green. Now every single green is different and different size and shape, but you have, this is the green. This is not (laughs) the green. And yes, it makes that a little easier.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are courses that we play where you can be out of bounds in circle one. And those are
0: same on tour.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Those are not tour caliber courses. Those are not. Yeah. Um, You know, those are not necessarily the cream of the crop courses that are there to challenge the best of the best of the best.
0: Sir. Sir. (laughs) I know the movie you're talking about.
1: Oh, I, I just saw something on Facebook about that, that little, I don't know if that's necessarily a scene or or what you want to call it, but that whole, um, yeah, I guess scene, that whole Will Smith. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, but I, I don't remember any part of that where he slapped anyone, though. So
0: no, <laughs> he's got to warm up his slapping hand.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yes. Well, <laughs> uh, moving on quickly before our fire truck of lawyers needs to get involved. Yeah, no so kidding. I know that we're going to talk about the the headliner from the men's side. Is there anyone else you want to talk about on the men's side?
0: Which is unfortunate without getting into it, that it was Paul and Eagles insane, like 15 stroke. Well, 17 stroke win for Eagles, 16 stroke, you know, domination over third. Yeah. Overshadowed by a knucklehead. Yeah. Yeah. That's about all I can say. We reference angry it in Bob the intro. Ross.
1: We're talking. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no I, that's I don't true. see it. Yeah, I don't see it. No. But yeah, we we talked about it. Um, let's let's go ahead and touch on it because we, we mentioned it in the intro. We talked about it now. So teaser. one person, it's a teaser. We're full of teases. <laughs> 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 one person who is not playing in the final round because they're officially DNF. Or the third third round. The third round because they were DNF. DQ'd. Yes, DNF, would um, Yes. Is one Nico LaCastro. Yep. So if you haven't seen the video on it or the video of it, I would advise you to go ahead and watch that before listening to this. Um little spoiler warning there, but basically what what and, and Joe correct me if you think this is um, out of context or if you don't think that I'm capturing the full picture, but essentially Nico threw a shot on hole number eighteen of the second round. Yep. And a PDGA rules official or a tournament official yep. came up to him afterwards with his phone with the timer out and said, you're going to assess the penalty. Nico yeah. responded very aggressively. Angrily.
0: Yes. Aggressively. That's probably a good way to put it. Yes.
1: And that he immediately started challenging the official. He got in the official's face.
0: Um, yeah. He, so the official got close enough. Like I would, I would say at an appropriate distance and you can watch a, the video. a
1: respectful distance feel free to disagree with that um if stretched you out his true. arm
0: and said here's said, here's the stopwatch here's, here's the clock like yep like just that's, as proof not like oh i think you took too long you know
1: that yeah kind of it, thing. it wasn't like he had it in his face or, or anything like that no
0: he had he it very close much... enough where you could read it right but not like inappropriately yeah. close 'Cause that was one of the comments I saw it was like, you know, this guy got all up in Nico's face. And if you actually watch the video, the guy said, Hey, this is what happened. I'm calling a stroke on it. And Nico yes. gets walks right up to him and starts Getting his
1: face. Getting in his face um, and, and for those of challenging who are familiar him. with um, with MLB baseball, I would say that he effectively did his best um, manager trying to get thrown out of the game impression yes um you know and, and was which he very, did very successfully he did he did he was very animated he was very loud uh maybe not animated but he was very loud no. he was very and
0: um, it's hard to tell how loud he was because the microphones that the dgpt uses are good at picking up sounds at a relatively decent distance so it it sounded right. loud, but it might not have been... I'm going to give them both the benefit of the doubt. With right, just right. The microphone setup.
1: Yeah, I, it did seem like he was louder than the official.
0: Yeah, but the um, official was very like, this is the rule, this is what happened, and this is why. Every yes, time my, he kept asking my, why.
1: <laughs> still my favorite thing from the video is the rules official walks up, says... You're going to be assessed the penalty. I, I'm paraphrasing that a little bit. I don't think that's exactly what he said. Nico yeah. says, why? The rules official responds, excessive time. Nico says, why? And the rules official just goes, PDGA rules. Like, yeah, what he else said is something he supposed else, to say to that?
0: He said something else um, along the lines of, you were warned or it was discussed at the beginning. So I don't know if there's something in... The players meeting the players that was like mediator. a blanket like we're not gonna deal with this, so no. y'all get a warning right off the bat.
1: Yeah. Well, Which, I, mean, I don't know and, if you can
0: do that or not, or if you know, Nico's known for taking a long time if like hole one, he's like someone was like, Hey, this is your warning. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta keep it keep it up well, and nice quick.
1: And that's the thing. I would say in other sports we've seen warnings go out at the beginning of the game at the even before the game. Yeah. Or, you know, within 5 minutes before of, it, of,
0: before things get out of hand as a preemptive right. knowing, right you know, the Blackhawks um, and Red Wings hate each other.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I I can think of when the Yankees and Red Sox are playing and get into a really big feud in a yep. series next game usually before a pitch is even thrown warnings are sent to both dugouts that okay we're not having this or yeah you know the first pitch that's even mildly inside is okay that's it that's that's your yeah, warning that's shot it. now everyone's getting warnings yeah um but i yep. think for in my mind you know i think Sorry, let's let's finish up the recap. So so anyway, <laughs> yeah. this happens. Nico kind of continues to I, I would say that Nico continues to kind of follow along. Badger the official, mm-hmm. um, you know, uses some aggressive language towards him.
0: Yeah, they cut away on the Disc Golf Network coverage before it gets before anything is broadcast. That would be Yeah, need to be bleeped. I don't know if anything like that has happened or not. I'm not saying. Right. But as things, I'd say, reach a crescendo, they cut away. Yes. I'll say that.
1: Yes. Um, And then, so then that footage comes out early on Friday. It was
0: Friday, yeah.
1: Friday, yes. And by Friday afternoon Eastern time, where we both are, um, there's a statement released by the PDGA saying simply that Nico had been disqualified.
0: Yep. Which uh, it was. At the
1: tournament director's discretion because of the incident cited, and then being uh, uncooperative afterwards mm-hmm. was effectively what it was.
0: Yeah, they cited a couple different rules in the competition manual, which I have a video on that, which. Let's see, what, what do we got with timing-wise here? Uh, I'm just writing notes to myself to yes. link those videos. hopefully. Right around the
1: 26-minute mark. Uh-huh.
0: So um, <laughs> that kind of go over that and just say like, hey, here are the rules that were cited. There's a short, which is like 45 seconds. It's the TLDW, too long, didn't watch. And then I have like a 8 nine maybe 10 minute video on it just saying like here's what nico did here's what the pdga said here's what gateway said here's what i did not see a statement from disc golf network or disc Golf pro tour but
1: yeah i don't remember seeing one from them either i did see (laughs) one from all majors
0: are still technically run by the pdga so Mm -hmm. i don't
1: no if they necessarily need to release. Yeah, one.
0: I think it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're we're going to stay out of this. It's
1: we yeah. don't need so, to get
0: involved. Um who was it? Uh um Clash Disks already dropped him yes. and uh Gateway, Gateway Disks suspended, suspended, suspended him pending I'll be investigation.
1: Curious to see what comes out of that since Nico is literally family to the president but. founder <laughs> yeah we'll see i'm not you know whatever his sponsors decide to do is their own business i don't yeah care and i'm not saying
0: that. uh, like that's that's a funny thing is a lot of people well not a lot of people enough people in comments of the videos have accused me of just like cheerleading this or doing this or doing that and i'm just like i just stated a whole bunch of facts as they were known at the time and as far as I know, haven't changed. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah I don't, yeah. I don't I know. I would say. I tried to remain objective. I did editor- editorialize the fallout from Nico's verbal altercation. Yes. Which, and, again, and exactly... I apologize, everybody, if the background music is too loud. I'm sorry, <laughs> but there's nothing I can do about that. After it's uploaded to YouTube, I will change yes. that going forward. I'm sorry. Yeah, I,
1: I will say I think I think the disqualification is perfectly reasonable.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think technically he, a tournament director could disqualify you if he just doesn't like your haircut. Technically, now. well. Would so, that be a good idea? No, that would probably be a really terrible idea and you'd get a reputation and nobody'd show up to your tournaments.
1: Yeah. But what I would say is yeah. yes, there are times where you will see professional athletes going back and forth with officials. Yep. You see it in basketball where someone will be like, ref, you fouled me. Okay. Yeah. That happens in literally every single basketball game. That has ever been played,
0: yes. regardless
1: of what, where, what level. It doesn't matter if it's on the, you know, streets of whatever town you want to yeah. fill in. If there's someone an official is saying, yes. someone's complaining, unhappy with them.
0: Like football you know, is a great example. I played for a long time. It was not uncommon in even junior high and high school when I played to say. Hey ref, can you watch? Cause I played the line. I, yes. Hey, can you watch this player? They're, you know, grabbing they're things or doing me. things they shouldn't, they're, you know,
1: you know, and, and that's exactly, I, I have no problems with that. We both work in sports. We know that happens. We know people get fired up and the um, heat of the moment and that type of thing. Yep. But I think that quite frankly, Nico just kind of crossed the line. And I think so too. There are punishments for that in the NBA you, or in basketball. You get a technical foul in yeah. football. You get an unsportsmanlike conduct in baseball. You might get ejected. This is just hockey. You get a of that.
0: five minute or potentially a 10 minute, 10 minutes are rare, but
1: and 10 minute game misconduct. Um, you could get a five minute major for unsportsmanlike conduct. But um, the best,
0: I think, What we have to compare this to is because a lot of people are trying to compare it to basketball, football, hockey. I mean, we literally just did that.
1: We did. We did. Absolutely. I
0: think what we would need to compare it to is something like tennis or golf Mm -hmm. where it's it's similar in that Mm -hmm. respect where you can say, you know, you can ask like, hey, was it in or out for tennis? Generally, mm -hmm.
1: Not so much. You you can ask, are you sure? Are you you that type of thing? Sometimes you can just
0: ask for a clarification. I you know, sometimes in football you get called for a some obscure penalty and it's like what what did I do? Not in like I didn't do that. It's like, what did I do so I don't do that again?
1: Exactly. (laughs) I've done that
0: when I started playing tournaments in disc golf. They're like, Oh yeah, that was a footfall. I was like, What did I do? not yes like what did i do so i don't do it again not what do you mean blah 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 that's a load of crap
1: yeah and and you know i don't think that nico if if it would have been you know why am i getting a penalty why was it you know that type of thing i don't think that he gets any type of punishment for that
0: if he doesn't get in the guy's face right off the bat even if he gets in his face maybe it's okay but I think what really did him in was like essentially stalking him.
1: And and that's exactly what I would say. He escalated it. Once the official walked away and and did his piece, he kept, you know, he kept on badgering it. He kept on escalating it,
0: especially because we'll,
1: we'll hear it in a basketball game, for example, where ref will say, okay, that's it. I'm done hearing it. That's it.
0: Yeah. You keep it up. You're going to get a technical or tossed
1: or both. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And and, you know, again, I don't think that Nico got in trouble because he was arguing this call. I think that he got in trouble because he crossed a line of sportsmanship, a line of respect. And and I'd be curious
0: what happened, what we didn't see.
1: And I don't think we'll ever know that.
0: I got to imagine someone because it was by the fans. Someone had to have a phone out. Whether or not we that made it to, social, it to social media, words are hard. I swear or this is water. If you can see
1: anything at all, but yeah. I, I think I think I'd overall, like you said, it's really unfortunate. That this is the this is the second joint major that we've had this year, mm-hmm. and every single time, the play on the field. The play on the course has been overshadowed by some
0: something stupid, stupid
1: controversy.
0: Yes. And it's just, hey, at least it wasn't the commentators this time.
1: At least it wasn't because I even heard one of the commentators when this happened was like, Nico, that's not a good look.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, somebody which... put a breakdown. I, I haven't seen it, but it was basically like, yeah, they're all going back like Nico, dude, shut up. I'm okay with the commentator saying that because you're just saying what we're all thinking. Like, dude, (laughs) just you've got to commentate on
1: what's going going on. But you know, it's it's so unfortunate that Eagle McMahon coming back in his first tournament back from well, his first pro tour tournament. Yeah, back from another shoulder injury, -injury. injury re-injury. Yeah, an injury that you and I have both said is going to take a lot for him to get over. And hey, when we
0: made our predictions, I said he wouldn't finish in the top 10 um, that is at a pro correct. tour unless he got it surgically fixed. <laughs> I was well, wrong. I even posted a video about that saying I was wrong. And mm-hmm. I said this whole time, I will happily be wrong. Yes. I would be nothing more, I, I wouldn't be happier in disc golf if I was wrong about that and
1: I was wrong. That said, I still think he may end up needing to get fixed at some point. It may not be this year, but I think there's only so much. I mean, (laughs) if he, if he can have a righty backhand, a righty forehand and a lefty backhand in his bag of tricks at all times, um, watch out. He may actually be the best of all time. That
0: lefty backhand was looking good.
1: Yeah, and I didn't
0: see, and I I haven't watched everything, so he might have thrown a few forehands, but I gotta imagine those are just two hundred foot upshots if he has to, like if if the lefty backhand isn't an option.
1: Yeah. So really quickly, is is Paul McBeth most overrated disc golf ever? Now he he's (laughs) he's lost by one stroke to two guys who literally cannot throw side arms.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And what, basically two tournaments in a year now?
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So pretty much exactly a year because I just so going a little bit into the YouTube weeds here, I just lost all the views and watch hours for my world's videos that went viral like within the last week and a half. So (laughs) it's it's almost a week, a, a year to the week.
1: From oh, Worlds man. last year. Poor, poor
0: Paul. I, poor Paul. Yeah. Poor like, Paul with his millions. That Lamborghini. Yes, he's
1: just he's just crying into hundred dollar bills. I'm sure. That's that scene
0: from. Uh, oh God. Zombie Land.
1: Where yes. Woody Harrelson
0: is just drying his eyes with hundred dollar bills.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man. Like.
0: <laughs> I but oh. like he's a competitor, and so he's yeah. Any tournament he doesn't win, he's pissed. Right, like, right. In Which, in that competitive sense, not in the Nico right. sense. But <laughs> yes,
1: yes. I, I will say, I do hope that this is a learning experience for Nico. I hope
0: that...
1: Because yep. it seems like people have made the comment that there are some anger concerns when it comes to Nico. Yeah. Um, and I hope that whatever he... What, whatever is going on that, that creates that kind of anger and whatnot that he is able to, you know, kind of kind of work out and, mm-hmm. and do that thing um, in whatever um, way he, he does that's not destructive to himself or others. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um,
0: Eagle went through, I don't know if official anger management stuff or not, but um, it was earlier on in his career, he would get angry and like punch the ground while well, he broke his hand, his throwing hand. And so he Didn't had a miss. Did Nico
1: break his hand last year punching something? Was that last no, I thought it was
0: longer ago. It, I could be wrong. But I, I
1: I feel like it was something that like he was actually supposed to be punching or something like that. I feel like the story that I heard was that he punched like one of those arcade machines and just went oh, straight yeah, through yeah, it.
0: Yeah yeah. No. I think was it him or was it somebody else?
1: I thought it was him somebody I did,
0: but like they punched something they were supposed to no, this was like he punched the ground yeah and yeah broke Which, his hand and mm-hmm. had to miss i don't i don't know how long he actually missed but bones take yeah. four to six weeks to heal mm-hmm. so he missed two months roughly i'm gonna guess
1: probably at least that because he and then you got to get lost. back in
0: condition and yeah. all that stuff yeah but um so that just like i think that was an eye-opening experience to him and it just feels like Nico keeps having these issues it once a year, once every other year. And it's like, dude, you got to learn, man. Like
1: you got to be a mature adult at some point.
0: You've got cut, which essentially from multiple different sponsors. Yeah. Throughout the time. Like there's a reason why you are one of the greatest disc golfers, but your attitude has completely overshadowed your play. And I mean, he's
1: been sponsored, big company-wise, he's been sponsored by a Trilogy brand, which did not renew his, his contract. Yep. He's been sponsored by... He
0: started with Gateway, and now yes. he's back with Gateway.
1: He I know was he was trilogy? sponsored by... Was it Innova, maybe? He was I, with
0: I'm going to see if there's a Wikipedia page.
1: He was. I think that he was with some other big sponsor before that, but... You know, the, the short of it is, you know, I, I hope that whatever it is that he's going through where he just keeps having these outbursts, I, I hope that he gets whatever help he needs with yep. it to, to help deal with it. Because, you know, it's just... It sucks that, that it's such a negative light on him and the sport.
0: Okay, so... Uh, Dynamic... Well, before Dynamic got into... Being a disc manufacturer, he was with Dynamic and Innova, and then just Innova, and then okay. Prodigy, and then Daredevil Discs, and then West Side Discs, and now, um, Gateway.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought he was with so.
0: Gateway to start with, but that might have been before he went pro
1: yeah so basically he's been with every major company except MVP I would and Disc mm-hmm. Craft and Disc Mania so I guess half the yeah. major companies
0: yeah and so but, like I am not dancing on his grave or kicking him while he's down or anything like that it's just you gotta learn <laughs>
1: Yeah, you gotta learn, and it's it's really a black eye for him, for the sport, for for everything. Yeah. Um, but the opposite of that is exactly what Eagle did this week. Uh, doing an awesome job, taking down the win, fighting Paul Macbeth um, for another runaway yeah. win.
0: Every uh, step of the way, those two were fighting each other. They I, were after round. I gotta get these minimized here. After yeah. round one. Eagle was up by a stroke. Tied it. Well, same differential after round two, after round three, Macbeth evened it up. So they were even going into even this round
1: the, the whole way, basically. Yeah.
0: It one Within stroke, stroke is, the whole... is nothing,
1: which a Mick Mick playoff would have been awesome, but oh, yes, I, do, I don't think the internet could have quite handled that.
0: No, especially if they all got McFlurries after. Oh, now we have,
1: now we really have to get the fire truck of lawyers in.
0: Gosh. Oh, uh, man. The only thing
1: that could be worse is if you somehow brought Disney into this because their lawyers have, Oh, Oh, hang on. What's this phone call I'm getting right now?
0: No, <laughs> you got to watch out for Nintendo. They are the most yes. litigious.
1: Yes. So a mix 64. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, man. All right. Uh, so we've talked so much about the men's side. Let's talk about the women's side where we had history made. Yes. Before we get into that, let's go through the whole tournament. Evelina
0: results. Solonin's history making. No, she actually <laughs> did putting. Her putting was really well. Yes. But she finished second. So we're going to start a little bit lower down. We're going to start with sixth place. There were only... 15, technically 16, we had a DNF, mm-hmm. um, but there were 15 competitors who finished on the women's side, yep. finished in Finland, so they were all finished. <laughs> so,
1: so, do we just want to go through the entire list?
0: I will. I'll, I'll let you pronounce
1: every name that isn't um, American.
0: Uh, so, we'll start with our DNF. Annalie <sighs> Togas Monesty yep she is what right flag is that
1: uh, I believe that is Estonia maybe isn't that yes. the same as uh, Kristen Tars
0: yes which she was not there right um, yeah, she?
1: I don't remember what the reason was but she dropped out before the tournament started <laughs> Remember seeing right. into the week
0: 15th is Hanel Mata Mata I don't know. I'm that's, sorry. It's a
1: lot of vowels in a row with some <laughs> accent marks that I am not familiar with, so you're doing great, Joe. Katrina
0: Stallison. I got that one. Yep. I got that one. She is from Norway. She was yep. 14th. Laura, Laura
1: Posh. We nailed that one, I think.
0: Nailed it. She tied for twelfth uh, with someone. You can get this name, Ann Carey. Nailed it. Woo! And then from which I'm surprised Saskatchewan, that she was so
1: low. Hmm. I'm really surprised that she was that low.
0: Yeah. Um. um but from Saskatchewan. No. What is no. S K? Saskatchewan's a. Um,
1: that's a province.
0: Yes. Uh, well, I saw S K. Bratislava, which all I can think of is Eurotrip. I'm so sorry, everybody. If you've ever seen Eurotrip. That's driving me
1: crazy uh, because I can't think of of what it is. But it's Katka...
0: Slovakia. Slovakia. Katka uh, Bodova. It's close enough to Polish where I can get it. I grew up in the Chicago area. There's a lot of Polacks (laughs) and a lot of mix. A lot of Irish people. Trust me.
1: Uh, you wouldn't know anything about that second one. No, not at all.
0: Not oh, at man. all. Uh, above it is Jenny Angstrom or Jenny. I don't know.
1: I think it's Jenny. From
0: Finland. Uh, Anakin Steen was ninth. Katie Tati was eighth. Heidi Lane is seventh. I am just rocking these now. They're getting so easy. Otis
1: Star Penis was sixth. Kat yep. Merch was fifth. Katrina
0: Allen was fourth. Hannah Blomroos was third. Evelina Salonen was second. And then somebody I've never heard of before has won it. Um,
1: I believe it's Page Piercy? I think so. No, I'm going to have to look her up. I'm not sure if she's ever won. Oh, wait. This was only her record-breaking... (laughs) (laughs) yes yes the uh disc golf hotspot that is pensacola finland
0: yes um
1: yes i couldn't
0: resist i'm sorry
1: no that was good that was good congratulations
0: Um, Paige pierce you you finally did it
1: record breaking 17th career major championship um just hats off that's that's all there really is to say. I mean, she's Evelina did not make it easy on her either. Um no. Evelina's putter was working really well. Yeah, it was. This kind of seems like Paige just kind of went out there on the last day and said, "Nope, this is my tournament." And, Screw and you guys. Paige Pierce did Paige Pierce things. Um, um
0: Evelina did, had her by eight strokes. At the end of round two. Yes. And, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Paige Pierce Paige made ended up, up in winning that time. By,
1: yep, Paige ended up winning by three. Yep. Um, you know, Obviously, Evelina probably could have done more to shut the door with a two-stroke lead today. Yes. But it is what it is. Um, well, I don't, that
0: round three losing by six strokes was, yeah was rough. Yeah. This obviously she did better at the first course than the second course, but her putting
1: was, uh,
0: what was it? Where was that? Oh, I have to go through the day each round 55%, individually,
1: which was her worst of the weekend.
0: Yeah. Um, she contrast was, that to when she
1: was in the U S when she was struggling to hit, what was it? 45%. I think
0: uh, if that like, Plenty of people pointed out that if she hit, might have been over fifty percent of her putts. um, She would be winning. She'd be cleaning up when she was here.
1: Yeah, yeah. So good to see her her, getting the putter back on track. Um, Seems like that mental game has kind of made its way back to where it needs to be. Her looking forward to her putting
0: was round one at seventy-seven percent. Yeah, which is pretty solid for the women's side.
1: Yep, that's right up there with the best of them. Uh, round, for example, round one, Paige Pierce. Um, if I can find it,
0: Paige's final round, she was eighty percent C one X.
1: Yeah, Paige Pierce seventy percent for for the first round. So, yeah, awesome it was, job by her. It's, oh yeah, I mean that's got to be a weight of off her shoulders. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Ever since, and, uh, so winning the last one. Champions the last Cup. major that they have this year is Worlds? Yeah. No. Yes, Worlds, because USWDGC was has already been played.
0: Yep. And Throwpink so, is not a major, even though, even it, though is it is essentially a major in every respect, except the little M after the tournament. Yes.
1: So it's, uh, I, I, I'm really excited to see her there where I think oh, yeah. that she'll be playing free and, you know, no pressure on her. I and would
0: I'm really let's hoping. Let's be honest. This course definitely set up better for her game than the courses in Wisconsin. They were shorter and more technical. So it was, mm-hmm. it, it leveled the playing field because every woman on tour could throw 350 feet. Yes. You know, just just quick here at on Udisc, there are 600, 800, 700 foot holes. Yeah. And she Which, can throw far.
1: H-Fierce and now, I'm not saying that
0: she's the not best talented
1: distance thrower and the best putter. Yep. Um, there's a reason why I would say that she is probably the best that we have ever seen in the women's game. At least so far. Uh, Yes. So far, if you listen to my hot take, that is not a uh, never ending (laughs) statement.
0: Yes. Um, The hard part, like disc golf is just so young. And if we uh get if we start getting more money in it and you get those kids who are on track to be pitchers.
1: Yeah. Like you're going to get more Kristen Tatars. You're going to get more. Yeah. Page pierces that can. Yep. men's side and and women's side. Yeah, Both yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really hoping that Kristen makes it to Worlds. I hope so, too. Um, a, because I think that Disc Golf is better when Kristen's Tartar is playing, because I think yep. that she is uh, a very close second to Paige Fierce. Yes. Um, if not, maybe more talented at this point in time.
0: Yeah, I'd be curious. <laughs> like, I know... Recently, she's been kind of dominating. Kristen Tatar has. But yes. I'll be curious if we could get a bigger sample size. Because it's yep. easy to know you're only going to come over here for four or five tournaments and just go, YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> Yeet. Yeet. this over there. Uh, that's kind of how I play my game. But speaking of Kristen Tatar, the Kristen Tatar Orbit Royal Grace... Oh, that is such a good <laughs> disc. Oh man, okay, I've been bombing the crap
1: out of that thing. So, question for you: How old yes. do you think Kristen Tar is? How old? Yes, keeping in mind that you have no idea how old anyone is.
0: No, no, not at all. I am going to guess. Do I? Uh, uh, approximate like do i need to guess like the age and just give you a number like 27 or like late 20s uh go ahead and give me an age an age like an
1: actual age
0: an actual age uh she's got a seven-year-old daughter
1: okay so keep in mind she is younger than us
0: yeah, I figured that. I was gonna say 20. 27 actually sounds like a good.
1: You're you're actually a little bit young. Oh, wow. she is five days younger than me. Ah,
0: so she's so got... she is thirty. Huh.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Huh.
1: Yep. Never would have guessed. And I am going to go ahead and go out of the limb and guess that she would. Uh, probably be able to play two rounds at any course that I have ever played in fewer strokes than I can play with one. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go out and stick uh, my neck out on a limb on that one. And uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. She is significantly better and I am going to say it's only because she's younger than me. Yes. <laughs> yep. And has been playing a, professionally for longer than I have been playing, and is total. just probably more talented.
0: Yep, <laughs> it's crazy. That is crazy.
1: Yeah. Which I thought she was younger than that. I, I would have probably put her right around twenty-seven, maybe, maybe, eh, right not about twenty-five. Where I was years, saying, yeah, yeah, because she's got the the twenty. Or the, the, Not the twenty-year-old daughter. The seven-year-old daughter. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> There's oh, a lot geez. wrong
0: with that statement, right there.
1: Yes. Fire truck of lawyers, please help. Yeah, Joe, you, you can edit that. <laughs> uh, maybe I will. Maybe uh, I won't. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen in the least. Nope. Too lazy. Yep. Absolutely. Um. But anyway, so yep. I I think that um. Pretty well. So you, sorry, I, I got us a little sidetracked there. Meh. You, you've started throwing the orbit grace. You said,
0: yes. Oh, that thing flies so good. So what do good. you like
1: about it? What do you like about it?
0: Uh, Impromptu
1: disc review right now, right here. The, the disc, like the distance
0: feels effortless. I'm okay. throwing it 400 feet, but I don't feel like I'm like, I have to throw everything i have to like when i throw my sheriff or my raider that far i feel like i have to like put everything i got behind it and with mm-hmm. the grace i feel like i have to put 85% behind it which Where the Rive, are not the Grand that Royal far Rive, yeah which is another very good disc even though i can i i swear i'm letting it out on the exact same release angle as everything else that thing just goes up into the air hmm. like just keeps on flying up and i was like
1: i thought i threw this flat (laughs) yeah whatever yeah so so you really like that kind of feeling of effortless distance um i feel like you said the same thing about the bouncy when you first started throwing it and that you yes you really like the glide that effortless distance that just didn't want to stop
0: so as a as a point of clarification for people who don't know what these discs are the uh grace is a is an 11 speed for latitude so that slow distance fast fairway depends on who you talk to it's either one so i would say
1: in trolley brand it is a distance driver it is, it is, it it is the slowest speed distance speed driver, distance
0: driver. Um, the bounty is a mid-range. It's like four or five speed, something like that. Understable, crazy amounts of glide. Like if you mm-hmm. get, if you let that go just right, it's just going to... The prob- My complaint with the disc is I'm trying to throw it on like a 200-foot hole and it blows past the basket and I'm not throwing it that hard. Where mm-hmm. if I threw a putter the same way, the putter would die and just end up under the basket. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is, well, in an ideal world, let me say that, in an ideal world, the putter would die and end up under the basket.
1: <laughs> in it, also, in an ideal world, the bounty would not blow past the basket. It would go right into the chains and yes. fall down in the basket. I've actually started
0: throwing the bounty on a turnover forehand shot for a dogleg left hole. You'd think at PFW, hole seven, yeah. You'd yeah, we've think that, about that you'd want to go with the backhand, but the angle you need and how far left you need to be able to get the birdie, you need to throw like a turnover like that or get real lucky with a backhand.
1: Remind me again, when you throw a forehand roller, Yep. which way does it curl?
0: Same as it would for a forehand. So to the right.
1: So it would turn arm side. Yes. Okay. Okay. I might have to try that with my patrol or my bounty next time I'm out there. Um, Because I struggle with that hole because Mm -hmm. I I struggle getting it out far enough and then turning. I Um, thought about maybe just juicing up my um, trespass on a big old hyzer line for no good reason. But I also know that a uh, hole
0: at Shof. is it a whole d that goes it's uphill dogleg left it's like 170
1: oh feet. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, um yeah d sounds right
0: i throw after watching a, a latitude 64 video with mm-hmm. uh tomas and i can't remember their marketing guy but he's hilarious um throw a forehand putter roller it'll cut left and it for me where it always ends up cutting left and dying is right where that dog leg is and I usually end up either by the basket or blowing past the basket but I have like a 20 foot wide open look because it just follows the trail right out of the basket
1: <laughs> oh man I I will say um I I just thought about this when you were mentioning that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, so I finally found my, my lucid air escapes that dynamic disc has uh, been hiding from me. Just Uh, for me. Yeah. Just for me. Just for me. Well, I kept looking at the release calendar because I'm like, Oh yeah. The release calendar is when they're releasing discs. Yeah. The release calendar is when they're releasing team series and special edition discs. Yep. Uh, so it finally dawned on me that I'm like, I, I haven't seen like a Lucid Escape, an EMAT True, you know, a Fusion EMAT True, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. So I'm like, I'm just going to check the escape page. And I look and I'm like, well, now I feel like an idiot.
0: Yeah. Um, but you used my discount code.
1: <laughs> I did use your discount code. um And so I ordered those. And then I remembered that I was going to ask to get one of them signed by all of like the the back room staff people.
0: And you forgot. Like you got
1: for your, your fellow, or.
0: My Kona justice. No, one of your
1: justice, yes. Yep. And I'm like, oh.
0: It's not oh, hanging well. up anymore. The studio, a.k.a. my basement, the man cave, is slowly being renovated. And I have a big four foot by four foot sheet of fiberglass soundproofing that is going to go right behind me. As soon as I can get enough people over here to make sure I make it level before I put 5,000 staples into the wall. You... uh,
1: My wife and I were just over there. What were we doing?
0: Yeah, I know. We played Harry Potter. (laughs) We did. Manly things. things.
1: (laughs) Yes, and we got our (laughs) rear ends kicked.
0: By he who must not be named, a.k.a. the RNG of Dice. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> the, Statistically,
0: the ultimate... we should have rolled what we needed.
1: Ah, that was so frustrating. We, For those of you that have never played the Harry Potter Hogwarts battle game, that's what we it's were playing. Game. It is. It was a lot of fun. Uh, well, there are dice. And there's, there's a die for each house. And each die has some unique trait. Where, for example, the Hufflepuff die has... Three sides that are hearts, one side that's a card, one side that's a lightning bolt, and one side that's a coin. Yep. We needed to roll a heart. We rolled that die probably ten times today. Did not get it. Didn't get a single heart the entire game. It was was so frustrating. I Um, rolled
0: that die and got the card we needed
1: for my first roll. Yep. (sighs) Ugh. Makes that no was, sense. Oh, oh, it was so frustrating. Was we need so to
0: buy <laughs> perfectly balanced dice and just Sharpie on.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, I think it was so the, the, this is really getting into the nerd weeds. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was down at Gen Con, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big board game and tabletop uh, convention. Yep bunch of
0: sweaty nerds crammed into a room big room
1: yes yes much less appealing now after covid for some reason um the <laughs> bo didn't turn you off to that beforehand oh <laughs> uh, yeah it might be more appealing now because nobody can smell anything yeah <laughs> anyway But so I was at one of the dice manufacturers and they were saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's perfectly balanced die. And I'm like, no, I don't want perfectly balanced die. I want die that always land on the highest possible number. Why would I want perfectly balanced die? Then I can get low numbers. Exactly. They're like, well, we can't help you with that. I'm like, ah, fine. Give me the prettiest ones that you have. Yep. And that's how you become a dice goblin.
0: Yeah. And
1: eventually a dice dragon.
0: (laughs) And I think that's about a good place to end it there, Dice
1: Dragon. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Okay. Funny story. When we were in Seattle. Okay. So one of the big dice manufacturers is based in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's called Chessex. Um, They're a big dice manufacturer. Sure. Uh, Anyway. So I was in Seattle and they had some really... I, I went into this... Basically, nerd haven store, Mm -hmm. uh, where I found that apparently there's a, um, I don't know if you've played it with us, but there's a board game called Happy Little Dinosaurs, and there's an expansion for that. Um, I also I also got the Marvel, uh, not there, but I found it there originally. The uh, Marvel Smash Up expansion. Oh, cool! Yes, I have that. We need to play it sometime. Uh, but anyway, so I'm just walking around and I just see this wall of their dice. And I'm just like, it's so pretty. Babe, pull me away from this before I buy dice. <laughs> I'm Fort Wayne yeah. in Seattle. <laughs> we <laughs> and have to take them on our cruise ship and back home.
0: <laughs> we need to figure out a time to play disc dice. I have that.
1: Oh, what are you doing in our tomorrow? free time?
0: But I think we should end <laughs> this. So we actually have some yes. free time. Yes. So we can go to bed at a reasonable
1: time. I think that ship has sailed, but it's a worthy goal anyway. I'd Uh, say so. Joe, where can they find all of your socials and all of that good stuff?
0: Well, Twitter and Instagram are easy at Joe's disc golf YouTube. If you're watching there, you already know where it is, but if you aren't and you're just listening, it's at Joe's disc golf, um, on all of the major, uh, uh, podcasting uh, or half in the bag, which is this podcast gotten to got to into, got into the mode for the wrong podcast, man, just started rolling on the wrong one. No, no, no.
1: Roll it. Roll it. Because <laughs> I'll do I'll do the half in the bag stuff. You don't yeah, worry about
0: that. Uh, so Joe's Disc Golf podcast weekly missed last week. Had some stuff come up made up for it by making a whole bunch of other YouTube videos, though. Uh, and that one be, does
1: typically go live on Facebook and YouTube and
0: Twitch, Twitch, yep, Um, and hopefully I will, I might do a bonus stream and a bonus podcast to kind of catch up, because there's going to be a lot to talk about, I think. I think the whole Nico thing could be its own podcast. Um, Probably,
1: I've heard rumors that there is still going to be a suspension coming. Yeah, which I wouldn't be surprised to see at least a tournament or two that he has to take off, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll see with that. Um, still got to talk about this tournament, the European Open, on my podcast. And in a little bit more
1: depth than we went into what's coming up here. Um, I think D Glow is coming up. D is next week. Get your skip ace picks in. If you still want to join our half in the bag disc golf podcast weekly, league, you can do so using the code 3CQF, I believe. Uh, I believe wrong? so. Joe will. Uh, have it on the screen, maybe, probably not, but there will be a sh- it will be in the show notes at least. Yep. Um,
0: yeah. Thanks um, for the magic of Dglow. Will start in five days from the date of recording. Three days from the date of publication. We'll see how many pros are there. <laughs> yes, uh,
1: I suspect that.
0: I mean, yes. all the big ones are signed up. Including Ricky, Paul, Simon. Yeah. um, That's a quick turnaround.
1: Yeah. I'm not surprised Eagle
0: isn't because... As far as I know, (laughs) before before winning, the only two tournaments he was signed up for this year, the rest of the year, was this one and Worlds. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I would not be surprised if a ton of these guys are no-shows or just cancel because... Mm -hmm. That's a heck of a turnaround. That's a lot of flying. That's really tough. The one bonus is they're in the suburbs of Detroit, essentially, so they can fly into a major airport. Yeah. Still. So,
1: yeah. And if you want to find uh, this podcast on social media, you can do so at Half in the Bag DG on Twitter. Yep. Again, you can find this wherever you get your major podcasts at Half in the Bag Disc Golf. Uh, you can also find this on Joe's YouTube channel, mm-hmm. slash Joe's Disc Golf. Uh, you can submit any listener questions through at Half in the Bag DG on Twitter, and you can also submit your disc of the week. This week was a very pretty uh, Kona Orbit Escape that actually Joe uh, picked up for me when, uh, on my request. On my request. Yes. He didn't just give it to me out of the goodness of his heart.
0: No, I'm not that nice. Um,
1: no no we wouldn't expect such things according to
0: the internet I'm a heartless bastard but that's the internet oh
1: well according to your friends too but
0: yeah but at least when (laughs) I see the internet people are like eh whatever
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) Oh, well uh, anyway yep yes everyone thanks for listening thanks for watching Joe thanks for taking the time to record and edit this awesome podcast with me today Yep, thanks for joining. And everyone, enjoy your rounds, and uh, take care of yourselves. Bye! Later.